You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Hello. Hello, everybody. Everybody, it's Thursday with Cinco Squad. What's up, everybody? My name is Jonathan Sawyer. Just ran back from the fridge. I'm out of breath. With me is Mike DeSano. That's an old joke. How you guys doing today? I don't know what Mike's doing, but okay, Pat, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great now that Mike did that. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm Magic doing Mike. Well. <laughs> that's that's on Cinco Squad after dark. Don't 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 fool them. Oh, should I unplug the lights? How are you doing today, John? How was the drive? It was good. It was good. I'm not sweating at my mom's. Because <laughs> I keep the AC at 75. It needs to be at 66 all the time. It's true. I've spoken with him about it. That's true. That's a true really statement. See if it's at seventy-five. No, down here it is because it's so hot. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have our one one friend, Jay, Grandpa Jay, is out today. Just he had surgery, a hernia surgery. So we wish him a speedy recovery. I know he's been in pain for a while with that. So hope he uh, hope he feels better. And um, you know his surgery went well, but uh, I know he's tuning in tonight. So. Hope everything goes well on the recovery, yeah, okay. but he'll be back. He'll be back next week. But um, boys, it's been a crazy week in sports with mm-hmm. MLB signings, World Cup, NFL injuries. Um, I guess what what's been? Uh, I think we're gonna do a little some, something new to start the show. You know, what is um, what were kind of like the the? I guess the. Biggest takeaway of the week this weekend for you guys, Pat. I'll go with you. Biggest takeaway of the week could be anything. Anything week mm. weekend. Um, the World Cup being in the news. Honestly, like I, I see World Cup in the news more than anything else. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. It's just popping up. You got Argentina and France. It's going to be a great game and. That's my takeaway. I'm actually looking at soccer news. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's the that's what I've been talking to Mike. I mean, look at we watched the whole so- Syracuse national championship. Game yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing, man. Soccer is just dominating news. Yeah, man, it's been it's been crazy and it's been interesting because it's like following it and then learning from Jamie about the game and how you can you know ultimately you know figure out like what what. It, <laughs> Why aren't they kicking it like when they're wide open and, and the st- strategy behind it is kind of funny. But uh, the penalty kicks have been interesting because, like, electric, like, it's electric, like, man. It's it a freaking show. You don't know if they're going to stop it. You don't know if they're going to kick it. It looks like yeah. the easiest thing to do and the hardest thing to do all at the same time. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mikey, what about you? So the biggest thing, other than the World Cup, because I agree with you, and just soccer in general is like, Huge. I mean, Syracuse winning. Congratulations to Syracuse. Winning the national championship is very good. World Cup's been very exciting with – how about that run by Morocco? The first yeah. African team to ever make the quarterfinals, and they damn near made the actual final, which uh, that's big for them. Yeah. But I think the biggest takeaway for me, other than, other than all the soccer, has been baseball players – we thought they were getting paid before. Oh, shit. Sure, baseball yeah. players are getting paid yeah. now. Correa. I did not see Correa <laughs> getting that much money. Yeah, for thirteen years. Thirteen years. That's a wild contract, too. He's, as as Mr. Cinco uh, Trey pointed out in our group chat, 
he's gonna be 41 when that contract ends yeah and you know he's it's just gonna it's fuel for the fodder there like uh he's going to the giants he's gonna be facing the dodgers who hate his guts Love it, man. <laughs> right? Oh, man. I, I had a feeling. I, I had been saying, like, after they missed out on Judge, I was like, Correa, he's yeah. going to be a giant. Yeah. He's going to 100% be a giant. But actually, I <laughs> I kind of wanted to get Pat's, before we move on, Pat's thoughts on something. Because What's he on? wasn't oh, here last week. I don't have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things, so. I think you'll have thoughts on this. <laughs> Pat, I want to get your thoughts on Aaron Judge coming back. <laughs> Dude. Oh, all right, so it's it's unprecedented for Yankees. Us, we, we got to know this feeling. Yeah. We get our guys. There is a chance that we could have lost Aaron Judge to free agency. We did for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that was Arson Judge. Arson Judge is out of the pinstripe contestants. He is off the Yankee squad. Arson Judge is fully a giant, and that's fine with me. With Correa. But no, Aaron Judge coming back. I hope he gets that captain assignment. It, I think it's he huge. Will. It's huge, man. It's huge. And it was right after Cashman got his extension too, which made me nervous because I know there's a little friction. <laughs> we texted him. each other about that. When I heard about his extension, I was like, man, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I, it did not make me feel good, man. What, what I didn't under what I didn't understand is how is he negotiating contracts when he's not even employed by the company. And I get what Mike was saying. He kept saying, like, oh, they may have some sort of deal. But if I'm if I'm Chapman and – or not Chapman. Uh, whoa, Cashman, whoa. Not, not Chapman. Uh, Never if, Chapman. I'm, if I'm Cashman and, I, and I'm in that deal and they're not giving me what I want, I'm thinking, all right, well, let me try to make this – tank this contract and make sure he goes to where I'm going next. <laughs> so There could have been some shady business going on if that actually did happen. Right, exactly. Um, but No, it's huge, man. Big, big day for Yankees. It's unprecedented that we think we could have lost a guy, but we got our big guy coming back, and it's huge, yes, man. Sir. And that's that started the uh, downfall of Carlos Rodon, uh, who just signed literally yeah. five minutes before the show started. So that's huge news. Six years, $162 million. Um, and I don't think the Yankees are done. I think they got a lot of role players that they're going to re-sign, trade away. I'm oh, yeah. finally hearing everything that I've been wishing over the past, like, three months. They're going to try to trade Donaldson. Oh, that's fine. That's, I thought – well, wait, real quick, do you guys want Tatis on the team? Do you guys want him? No. I don't mind him. I mean, like, if, if he gets traded to the team, then, yeah, sure. If it's for Donaldson and Hicks – for Tatis, 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that. <laughs> Those are what it costs. 100%, I think, man. Like, I think it would be fine if it's cheap like that because yeah. San Diego does not want Tatis on his team. Supposedly, though, according to Jack Curry, that's not even in play. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't that was a false rumor. But yeah, it would depend. I suppose, yeah, it would depend on the trade. So that yeah. move, that, that move of, of signing Bogarts was a, was a safe move for the um, ultimately the GM. Because he signed Tatis to that big deal, it's easier to replace a left fielder than it is to replace a shortstop. We've seen it firsthand yeah. as Yankees fans. Easy. We went through how many until we finally got the guy, you know, and we don't even know if he's, if he's the guy yet. <laughs> yeah, really. So, I mean, um, I, I think it's a good move that they. I, I was so happy to hear Judge resign because I think it's you know about time that they made a splash and didn't. You know, for the longest time, my grandfather, before he passed away, kept saying, oh, like, (laughs) 
all the Yankees do is sign all these old bums, like all these old bums that, <laughs> and everything. And, and this was Cashman, I think, first real deal since being a GM without Big George being there. Without mm, Big George, had, 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 without being, without, yeah. yeah, I think so. Did, George had supposedly George, George, had, was not, George didn't have anything to do with CC or to share. I was gonna say CC was there, man. Well, CC and CC, but I'm saying big, big. Like this is the biggest. This was bigger than those two. This is it's bigger. Big, than yeah, we didn't let him go. Not bringing someone in. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I do. This um, is the biggest signing in Cashman's in Cashman's uh, tenure. Tenure. Yeah, 100%. I, w- I would tend to. Well, right. given before, the, given before the I always, I always said that before Cashman was leaning on, and I'm not saying that Cashman didn't get free reign, but having George in there over your head, being like, "You better yeah, yeah. sign him. <laughs> you better yeah. sign him. You better give him whatever he wants." Well, like that type of thing. That's what they do, man. Open up the coin purse and throw it at your guy who puts asses in seats. I wish I had a coin purse. Hey, don't say that. Don't say that, please. I want one of those, uh, like those medieval big burlap sacks of gold. That's what I want. Like, that, that is... I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking, man. I'm not even saying. Have that Scrooge McDuck room of just gold coins. Oh, I want that. Yeah. I, I, don't that's what I'm talking about. about. Is that what you're no, talking you about? No, you said coin purse. You said that's coin what I was talking about. Isn't that what that no. is? Yeah, oh, okay. Well, maybe I should think. Maybe I should a think. Coin purse is, a coin purse is like a little bag of change. It's oh, something totally okay. different if you're in prison, too, John. Yeah, that too. <laughs> prison wallet. <laughs> Look at these Yankees fans. Have faces. Well, but will last come, Mr. Uh, Jamie puts a comment in, and my wife did. I can't see the comment, though. Um, for put, for put I think she put, 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 put Malin square up. I think she tried to put in an emoji, but yeah. it didn't show up. I yeah, I've seen that, that happen before. Uh, happy Fable. Well, it last come October. We'll see on injuries. Yeah. I will see you on know, injuries. I bet it'll but, last longer than a Rays oh, fan smile. Got, oh, Who's Tampa oh. signing, Jamie? Who is Tampa signing? But no one. Pat, Pat <laughs> since you missed last week, what what you sipping on this week? Because I know you're sipping on a double this week. Oh, thank God you went to me. I was so thirsty. <laughs> I have a drink. It is Pepsi <laughs> and Red Stag. I call it a little Ooh. mixture of I'm not going into work tomorrow. And you're That's live. That's a very good name for it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old I'm not going into work tomorrow. Mike, what are you sipping on? So I actually have an interesting concoction this week. It's oh, uh, yeah, baby. Ch- I believe it's called Choco Vine. It is literally a mixture of chocolate and red wine. What? Yeah. This, what kind of chocolate? Like chocolate syrup? What kind of red wine? Oh my god! What kind yeah. of red wine? I'm not exactly sure the type of red wine, but it's like chocolate and red wine, and it tastes like chocolate milk. What? Yeah. I I don't believe you're actually drinking what you say you're drinking anymore. I don't believe it either. <laughs> I will go get the bottle if you want. Because that we, was we not might correct. have to steal this bottle, man. <laughs> You got okay, Brenda. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be back. Please, please. He brings chocolate milk, man. I've never well, heard of such that. a thing. No, he said chocolate, like chocolate syrup, probably. Maybe. But no, no, I think he actually bought a wine bottle with chocolate wine fused. And how do you not know what wine bottle? This is, I, I, I have so many questions. This is, I, I was on the Mike Delicious Drink Train. 
and now he lost me on this one. What is that? Yeah, see, it's chocolate in the bottle. Oh, it's already pre-made. Yeah, yeah, it's a mixture. Oh, okay. Well, you, I thought it was like you pour, bought a bottle of red no. wine and you bought and chocolate. He's like, yo, and you poured it in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a uh, pre-mixed drink. And it tastes just <laughs> Jamie like does, Jamie doesn't approve. That's freaking uh, yeah. gross, bro. It doesn't, but the thing is, is like that it might be on you, man. It doesn't taste like you. it doesn't taste like red wine at all. It just tastes. But like I mean, that's a that's a bad thing, though. I I like red wine. It's very delicious. Well, then just drink red wine. I will. I keep okay. my chocolate, chocolate syrup in it. <laughs> well, fine, what are, John. What are you sipping on? What you sipping on? Yeah, let's I want your drink. <laughs> I'm, well, my mom only had Corona Premier, so. I got a premiere. Where's <laughs> so, the lie, man? Uh, she's actually because she's gonna be away for two weeks. She like got rid of all like the fruits and like she tried to use all the fruits and vegetables as much as possible. <laughs> she's like John's coming. Nope. <laughs> fruits? <laughs> empty the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so, before John comes, I don't know what I, I don't know. I really don't get what is the big big thing. But every time I come to my parents' house, I literally eat myself into like a coma. Like, I go through the cupboards, and I'm, like, picking at things like it's my first meal. Like, I'm sitting there. Like, Malin always says, like, what are you doing? Like, stop eating so much. I'm, like, eating. It's, like, it's my last meal. Like, it's we don't have good parents, man. Yeah, no. It's it's always, fridge is always stocked. And then she ordered yeah. pizza tonight, so, which was good. There's something about free food that makes it. Uh... Oh. Excellent. Ca- cabinet full. I was going to eat a Klondike Just bar on the. On the uh, on the show, but I didn't want my dad go. to get mad. So, what would you do for a Klondike bar, though? Nothing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Next, very honest of you. All right, yes. all right, straight up. <laughs> well, we have a single squad fantasy football update. The playoffs are upon us, and all three of us, except no, oh, two of us are not in it. But Let's talk six, about it, boys. Six Let's years talk about it. So six, six beers, beers, beers deep. deep. <laughs> but you haven't been drinking beer on the show, which is crazy. Because, dude, like it was a month straight of a bat. Oh, well, I got to switch it up a little bit. They're not so while it loads. So Jamie, Grandpa Jay, will play my dad, Mr. Sawyer, Team Mr. Sawyer, and Pat will play Trey, Mr. Singer. An original name. <laughs> I know he thought it very hard Mr. on it. Sawyer. I said that to him. I was like, "You took a long time to think about it, right?" <laughs> <laughs> he's it's like, a bad "Yeah." Thing. He's like, "Senior Sawyer, okay." <laughs> You're. He's like, "I couldn't team. take Team Sawyer." <laughs> team Senior Sawyer. <laughs> he's living at Florida. But it was it was funny too because I was like, "Dad, I can help you this week." And in my head, I'm thinking. I texted him back. I was like, <gasps> "Never mind." Never mind, I can't help you. No, I'm not in trading wise. I'm saying like I can look at his roster form and see what he needs help with. But you then can't I do thought that either. But no, hold on, hold on. But I'm, think, I'm he, throwing he, a flag he, on this already, Commissioner. He goes, he goes, who's in the playoffs and who isn't? <laughs> I don't think I need your help. Wow. I'm uh, telling sorry. Tyler about this. <laughs> look at Tyler, if you're listening, win more games and then you'll get in the playoffs. How about that? <laughs> Boom, mic drop. Shit. You didn't drop me. <laughs> so I don't get it. I, like, it's been like that for years for me. Like, fantasy football, I don't know on ESPN, makes these divisions. I don't know how to turn yeah. it off. And um, I said that in the beginning of the year. I was like, does anyone know how to turn off, like, the divisions? And I no one, no one spoke up. So 
But I took care of Jamie's team. I I won 119 to 104. My dad beat Mike 122 to 99. Rick beat Tyler 121 to 85. Fonz, who I think is the unsung hero of the of the year because he was owing like what five to start the year. Yeah, beat something like Pat. that. The freaking Call of Duty boy guy. So, so everybody <laughs> in the playoffs. Everyone in the playoffs lost that the last week except my dad, who needed to win. Um, and then this week it'll be the matchups I just said for the championship. Say it again. For the championship? No, I just want to hear you say that you and Mike aren't in it. Well, we're not. I'm playing <laughs> for seventh place right now. <laughs> I missed out. So both my leagues that I'm paid in, I missed the playoffs by one position. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then the one I the one I didn't like I was kind of paying attention to as a free league I made so Pat well how I'm gonna interview you right now how does it feel to make the playoffs and what is your strategy going into week one all right so here's what I got I got Christian McCaffrey going tonight you got to feel pretty good about that uh, the rest of the way I'm rolling with a pretty sick team you know Jacobs has carried me the whole year uh, Miles Sanders right there with him. I lost uh, Call of Duty boy, Kyler Murray. But uh, we're going to throw Daniel Jones out there and uh, see how we're doing. Yeah, Mr. Danny Dimes himself. Make me into a believer, please. The thing is the thing is with Danny is I, I picked him up in my my uh, bigger money league, and um, all I needed with it was him to get, like, 15. And I think that may be your strategy for this week. Just don't get me, like, yeah. Below, yeah. below 15. Don't like, give me 30. 30. But I'm yeah. telling you, I'll make it out of this week. I'm going to roll with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. He could be my championship rider. Honestly, the way you looked, he could. <laughs> yeah. Him just throwing dump-offs to Christian McCaffrey, take it to the home. It's my team. It's my ship. Sorry, Jamie. And everyone oh. else. Oh. What's that? Speaking Sorry, of which. Man. Grandpa Jay. Gentlemen. You can knock him out. You can cut him open. I, I think he I'm heard me, but he can't. <laughs> but you can't keep him away, Grandpa Jay. He's still on the medicine. How's it feel? <laughs> I feel, I feel as good as one could feel. <laughs> I, 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 I said a little FaceTime for Pat. I mean, the number one seed deserves a little bit of FaceTime. Just oh, so you're there, man. It takes to finish number one in the season. <laughs> So after a, a very successful season with the longest win streak in the league, I'd like to thank absolutely no one. Why'd I know that was coming? <laughs> Are you gonna sign off now like Conor McGregor? No, I'm, not out? My I'm not letting out my secrets on I'm not letting out my secrets on well, we'll, we'll update everyone next week before, before Christmas and the holidays and the new year get ahead of us. We will have a single squad champion. So yes, we'll sir. let everyone know who is in the championship next week. But I think we need to throw it to thank God he joined the Pay May Parlay. We'll throw it to you boys here right now. I don't know if you, Jamie, if you have any right Jamie, now, but <laughs> of course I got something. All right. I'm sorry that I missed out on last week. Last week was the most obvious line to take in football. If someone is favored by 17 and a half points. Never yeah, take them. Never Thank take you, Dallas. Too that was much. definitely the play of the week last week. Too much Horrendous. points. Both teams get paid to play the game. <laughs> we play to win the game. 
you want to shoot first? I know around this time of year, the NFL always gets really twisted. Yeah. Where it's very hard to predict the winner, far less to try and predict the spread of a game. So this is probably one of the most tricky times to lay down a bet. But do we have anything this week you think is an absolute must play? So must play. I'm taking Vikings minus four over the Colts while Vikings are at home coming off of a loss. That seemed like the most surefire bet right there. They're, they got to yeah. take the North. They got to take the North. They just lost to the Lions. The Colts are... Yep. In murky waters. I like the minus four for the Vikings. I, I think they can get it done there. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know, Matt. The, the Vikings just seem to always find a way to not win the games they're supposed to, especially right. around this time of the year. Funny enough, what? like, I, I, you know that they're on, you know, because of that shellacking by Dallas, they're actually on negative. Like, the point differential oh, is yeah. negative because. Oh yeah, because they've won close games. In, in Super I can Bowl, definitely see the Colts covering though. In Super Bowl history, the Vikings have the worst point differential for a team with their record. Yep, which is crazy. They're a ten-win team with negative points. Like, I don't, yeah. has that as they said, has that ever happened in the history of the game? I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's so crazy. And you look at that and say, okay, guess that record. I bet you people would be like, uh. They're probably like seven and seven. But I think it's blown out of proportion too, because you could thank the Eagles and Cowboys for just blowing them out of the water in those games too. Yeah. Yeah. And then they win every Go other birds. game. Go birds. <laughs> so who, you, who do you got, man? My my play uh my play of the day of the weekend, I should say, is the Lions are on fire right now. Yeah. Like they're rolling. Absolute fire. So so I definitely see this team covering the one and a half. I take the points, even if it ends up a one point game. They lose by one, they're gonna win. I'm taking the Lions this week. I yeah. love what I saw last week against the Vikings. I was that looking offense, at that, that one too. It's healthy right now, and it is clicking right now. Yep. Are you worried about the Jets' defense, though? Not, not from a fantasy standpoint. Yes. Like I don't think I'm gonna play Williams this week. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that that one, that minus one. Where are they? The lines are minus one, or Jets are it's plus one and a half. The Jets are favored by one and a half. Oh, okay. And yeah. they're pretty much saying that they're saying that there's two games this week. They're saying the winner kind of gets in, and the loser might be out. The Washington Giants game, and then this game. They're saying yep. loser out, winner in, probably with the momentum they'll build off of these wins. All right, I like yep. it. I like it. Uh, my I second love, one, man. I got Chargers minus three over the Titans. At I, like, home. I like, I like that too. The, these like are two teams going in two different directions. The Chargers mm-hmm. finally looking healthy on offense, mm-hmm. and their defense looked really, really good against Dolphins too, mm-hmm. which shocked me because they got so many injuries on the defensive side, and I think they're learning to play with the backups now. Yep, I'm taking the under in the Arizona. And the Denver game, which will be the game of the backups. You know, both starters are out. It might be the worst game of the entire season. Yeah. For them to even get to 20 points is going to be a miracle. I'm all over that under 37. There's no way they even get close to 30. Yeah. Okay. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> having two NFL teams like that, 37 too. And you're, you're thinking of these teams where they started beginning of year. 
how offensively powered they're supposed to be. I know. <laughs> 37 and a half. But huge disappointments this year. But good for good for people trying to put a bet in this weekend because that under is screaming. It's screaming your name. Oh, yeah. Everybody should jump on top of that one. <laughs> they got to make it a game to watch, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Root for the under. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm shifting gears on my final one. I'm going to NBA Ooh. tomorrow. Celtics uh-huh. minus 13 over to Magic. Boy, you know, the Magic have been playing really good. Bull Bull is playing some good ball right now. I'm saying, man, this, the Celtics are number one scoring team and the Magic are number 28 scoring I, I, team. Definitely. And the, and it's the, in home. It's in Boston. Yes. And, and it's on the parquet. Did. That and that overtime game against the Lakers was pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they, the way Tatum and Brown have been playing this year, either one of them, I think, could be MVP. Yep, I agree with that. I think Tatum right now is pretty much. Was he at thirty three a game right now? Something ridiculous. Shooting, <laughs> yeah, shooting something like fifty four percent from the field, including yeah. a lot of threes. I think other than the Warriors starting five, you guys have a team have the most efficient offense in the league by far. Like it's historic yeah. numbers. I, I like that. I mean, I, I can see them win that game. But I think they the took only... last year personally. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of people saw them saw them come back to win. All right, so you got your Celtics as the the cabot for the week. Um, I, you know, I, I learned my lesson jumping all over the place last time. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a Saturday game that we have on schedule here this week. And that's going to be that game between uh, Baltimore and Cleveland. I actually think that Cleveland pulls this one out. I think Deshaun gets his first win. Tyler Huntley's not that healthy. Who knows yeah. if they even go with him right now because I was not really saying who his starter is, but he was cleared. So I, I definitely think taking the Browns at three might be a safe play or at least a win on the money line. Is so that game in Baltimore? Speech. It is in Cleveland. It's a clear okay. All right, mm-hmm. that helps. Yep, got some nasty yep. weather coming in too. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that, that might be an uh, that might be a big under too. I think that's a thirty-eight or something like that. So yep, that's what right, I was thinking back, too. Let's bring it back to the boys. Let's see what they think about our pay me parlay of the week. All right, boys, gentlemen, yeah, what you think? Yeah, I mean, all, I think all those were really good. I do like your Pat. You're taking the Celtics minus thirteen over the Magic, right? Yes, sir. That's tough because I think I agree with Jamie that the Magic are playing very good basketball right now. I'm not going to say that, you know, they're a championship team, but they are playing good basketball. But you guys are such a dynamic scoring team that I think that that is the win right there. I think over over the um, – what is the under, Jamie, in Arizona-Denver game? 37. Uh, with two backup quarterbacks in that game. Colt McCoy already showed up for his one and done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll take I'll take Pats. I'll take Pats Celtics, and, and that's what I think. What do you think, Mikey? Um, actually, I, I the one I was gonna kick was Cleveland over Baltimore, only because we just saw Baltimore without Huntley beat a Steelers team that I think is better than this Browns team, even with Watson. So I would probably kick. I I still think Baltimore's defense is good enough, and their offense has enough you know, dynamic weapons to be able to win a close game against Cleveland. So I would kick uh, Cleveland Baltimore. See, the thing about Baltimore-Pittsburgh rivalry is somehow that game always ends up being within three or someone wins. <laughs> yeah. No matter how True. bad the team is, they're going to compete the whole way. Baltimore yeah. gets up to that more than any other game. I just see this sort of as a letdown game. 
and and the Browns need to win. So that's why I feel like the sense of urgency for the Browns to win this is is somewhat of a Deshaun needs a win at the same time. And the Ravens aren't going to be as hyped up for this one as they were for the Steelers game. Okay. Some, yeah, we'll some say, people are saying uh, Deshaun Watson has to work himself up to play this big game. So mm-hmm. we're kicking the Celtics then? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he liked your joke. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Someone got it. Couldn't have been better timing. Like perfect timing. So we'll go with we'll go. I'll go with that, Mike. Mike, I like that. I'll go with you. You say eliminate the Baltimore. Yeah. Cleveland? So we're eliminating Cleveland over Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. So we'll so we'll take those five that you have: Vikings minus four over the Colts, Chargers minus three over the Titans, Celtics minus thirteen over Magic, Lions cover at the one and a half, and then under on the Arizona Denver. So yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good five. Um, we'll put those. Everyone that will be on our social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then Mike will put it up on uh, YouTube and Instagram as well. So check out all those platforms for our parlay of the week. Get your money. Get your money. Pay me. <laughs> so Jamie, glad you joined because we do have some World Cup update. It is the final. The first where we'll see the great one, Lionel Messi. Take on France in Mbappe. Mbappe. I like that. I, I like that name. So Mbappe. Mbappe. That's my finishing move. Mbappe. <laughs> There's a super intriguing storyline coming out of this World Cup. Now, I mean, of course, everybody's their teammates, they play for Paris Saint Germain. So them playing against each other is 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 kind of what I think people wanted to see. This is other than Brazil being in the finals, everybody I think wanted a Messi or Ronaldo opportunity to win the World Cup, so they're getting it. If you're a football aficionado, soccer aficionado. Yeah, thank for you. some other fans. Yeah. Um, but I the love most football. The most interesting storyline <laughs> is the guy who actually beat out Ronaldo and Messi for football of the year last year. Is, his name is Karim Benzema. He plays for Real Madrid. He's been injured, and now they're saying he's healthy to play. But the guy, the guy he'd replace, who's Olivier Giroud, has been like the unsung <laughs> hero for France. So the drama coming out of the World Cup now is, are you going to play a Benzema who's not match fit just for the sake of throwing in all your marbles because it's the finals? Or do you let Giroud keep playing who's developed great chemistry with Mbappe and Antoine Griezmann? Mbappe. Here's what I think. It doesn't matter. Argentina's so, playing excellent football. Excellent. Yes, they are. From front to back, the midfielders at Messi's on form. You need your superstar to be on form if you want to win a World Cup. I think he wants this more than anyone else right is now this, in the world. Is this Messi's no. best performance in a World Cup, Jamie? It might be. And it's, it's awesome That's that he's been the best for last, right? It's kind of like yeah. Kobe-esque in a sense where, like, except his team has a better team, so he has a chance to win. <laughs> but he's saving his best for last, like, in the twilight of his career. That's really awesome. So. So to, to your point on that guy from that's going to uh, potentially play for France, mm-hmm. I'm always a big proponent of you don't fix what's broken, especially what's got you there. Mm-hmm. So whatever got you there, that guy might be a great help, but he also might hinder the team because he's like not – like you said, he's not up to uh, – at the end of the day, as athletes, regardless if it's basketball, football, soccer, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be in game shape. And if he mm-hmm. hasn't been playing, he's been dealing with an injury, he's not going to be in game shape. And I think that's uh, critical – thing for that for him so I, I agree with you I don't think he should play and I watched Argentina the last three games and you're right they're electric like they 
when they get the ball over midfield and they start moving the ball down, it's attack. It's kick attack, kick attack. It's just like nonstop shots going at the net. And I like it because it gives me some action. Like, okay, cool, finally someone's shooting on the net. But, but it's it's also fun because it's like you got the greatest player in the world, you know. Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. So right. Ronaldo, Ronaldo? No, no, no I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. And here's what was really cool, right? Morocco had the, the Cinderella run. I think people love seeing the Cinderella team. First African team to ever make the semifinals. On the other side, Croatia proved they weren't a fluke from the year before. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to make it. We could have had a rematch. I think it's nice not having a rematch. You know, sometimes with the NBA, everybody's like, oh, we, we want to see LeBron and Golden State again or whatever. It's, no. it's kind of nice to have or, or at least know that, like, somebody else is going to get that shot at it. And the same two teams didn't make it back. Had Croatia yeah. made it back, it would have probably been one of the most unbelievable runs for a country that's not that big. Croatia is not a very big country. And no, for them to no. get to this point in the World Cup where they might finish second and third in back-to-back World Cups is pretty amazing. So kudos to their football federation. And their guy, Luka Modric, is probably his last time we'll see him in the World Cup. And farewell to a real classy guy. I mean, this guy, you all see him celebrating other players. One heck of a player. Talk about big, talk about a, a freaking just fireball of a, it's a small guy, but a fireball on the pitch. And, and, and that goalie was probably the goalie of the tournament as well. Oh, but, but, but at this point, it's probably Hugo Yoris, France's goalie, because he saved them, he saved them against Morocco a couple of times, saved them against England. And if France wins, he's the, he's the, he's the guy, man. He's the MVP. He yeah. won't get recognized as it. They give it to Mbappe because he'll get the golden boot if he scores. But Mbappe. This Mbappe. Guy, Mbappe. But this this, this guy this, this guy who Yoris has been the savior for for France. So it's gonna be a great great final. I think everybody got the superstar you know superstar against superstar matchup that they had hoped to see. And I think Argentina wins this one three one. Yeah, I'm saying Argentina about I'm saying the same score. Mm-hmm. It seems like they have been averaging about three goals a game. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is Messi's best year. I think it's his best year, like championship wise, because he didn't win. But mm-hmm. from what it seems like when they were showing his stats, like he scores a lot. Like he mm-hmm. he gets like two to three goals a game. It's like yeah, crazy. Yeah. He assists a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If so he's not like scoring, crazy. he's assisting. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like it's like statistical wise, is it maybe not? But like. Championships, I think, matter more to him than, than stats. So, and that's why they say he's better than Ronaldo, to your point there, Pat. Because if you compare certain stats, Messi's impact overall on his teammates oh, has yeah. been greater than Ronaldo's, right? So, as an overall player, if you're saying that now, as an all, all round, just straight out striker, Ronaldo's numbers are, are non comparable. But yeah. and he came off the all round player, <laughs> you can't Honestly. be a legend coming off a bench. Honestly, I would I would almost compare Messi on the game and stuff to he's a lot like a Sidney Crosby. Yeah. He's not gonna I don't think he'll ever be recognized as <laughs> the best player ever, but damn is he close and he's absolutely the best player of his generation. Yep. Say it again. Say, <laughs> say a lot for the people Listen, in the back. <laughs> but it could be like the LeBron argument, right, Mikey? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, LeBron, like the people are saying there's no way he'll ever be above Jordan. If Jordan is if Pelly is Jordan. Right. Messi might be LeBron, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that comparison. And I'm glad we yeah. agree that Pele is the is the Jordan of that situation. Come on now. <laughs> RP four one out. Well, one. we'll see on Sunday because Sunday is the is the match at ten AM. I think right. Monday. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Right before real know, football. Don't they know football's playing on Sunday? It's, it's at 10 a.m. Right. I'll be on over at 10 a.m. We got three this weekend's three games, NFL games on Saturday. Then you wake up to the World Cup final, and then I mean there's no chance anybody's leaving that couch if you're a real sports fan. Does it does it really it sounds weird to say there's a championship at 10 a.m. on a Sunday? I'm just yeah, saying, it's, it's, it's not prime it's, time. It's like it's nine in Qatar, hours though. Got to love It's so weird to me. <laughs> but it's just like the Olympics where you see guys playing for the gold medal at like six in the morning. Like it's because right. it's there in Qatar. Have to look at right. other than Argentina's market, the European market is going to probably watch this more than any other market, and it's like mm-hmm. three or four p.m. there, which is prime for them. Everybody's gonna be at the pubs or whatever they're doing, you know, out in the bus. Hey, shout out, shout out England for having the first World Cup with zero arrests, too. Shout out, England. Shout out, England. (laughs) So, moving on to our college basketball as we enter conference play here in the next week, everyone's gonna be wrapping up their non conference schedule. It was an interesting question because I was listening to a lot of um, college basketball like shows on ESPN and everything, and just they were talking about teams that have the biggest that have to have the biggest jump in conference play. And this is when I think teams start to really show who they are because going through the first like ten or twelve games, they typically are finding themselves. Like Pat and I, Syracuse team, they're all they're a freshman driven team. They're finding themselves, trying to find themselves in, the, in their shot. The speed of play is definitely faster. So who do you guys think is the, the team that needs to step up in conference play and make a jump? I'm going to say Syracuse as it is, but I want to hear what everyone else has to say. I'm going to take a bathroom break and be right back. Yes. Okay. Be back in two. I don't think they're in the NCAA tournament, but I mean. No, uh, they're not. Um, <laughs> well, on a, on a uh, damn, neither is Carolina. <laughs> don't come, Don't get to that point before I get to it. No, honestly, on a personal note, I'm going to say North Carolina. They came in as the preseason number one and yeah. have, have absolutely not looked at it. No. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think they have a lot to prove. They just went to the national championship game, and I'm not saying that as like it's not a flex or anything. It's legitimately like there was high expectations for them as a program coming in. And all the so, guys came back except Manic, right? Right. And Manic only didn't come back because he couldn't. Like I think Bro, he would have. He's got the no, dog in him. Yes, he does. And I no, I honestly do think coming that close and not winning, I think if he had eligibility left, he would have stayed. Oh, but sure. one thing one thing to back yours up and mine up about Syracuse, mm-hmm. Mikey, is I'm looking at the records in the ACC, and there's only two teams under 500. That's And that's Florida State and Louisville. And we would have never thought probably three or four years ago that Florida State would be three and nine. Louisville would be one and nine. So one of the biggest surprises being the worst team. Those guys don't even want to play basketball, man. So ultimately, Bring the strippers uh, back to so, campus. <laughs> so here's here's my thoughts on the ACC: is it's going to get a lot a lot tougher. There's a lot of great teams, but there's one conference that stuck out to me when I was looking at the standings and everything, and that is um, which one was it? I think it was the Pac-12 or the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. The Big Sky. <laughs> the Big Twelve has every single team above five hundred. Yeah. Oklahoma State is six and four at the bottom. All right. There is five teams at or four teams at eight with one loss. Uh, f- 
five teams with two losses and one team with three. So and one with four. So ba- Baylor's right that, there, at seven and two, and they're right in the middle. Ba- of the there. Baylor is ranked eleventh in the country, and they're num- and they're at the bottom of the exactly bottom of the Big Twelve. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a tough conference. I said Baylor has the biggest uh, name to prove. Reason being is because um, based on their schedule, I think they had a couple big losses. Lost to Virginia. That's a tough loss, number three team in the country. And then lost to Marquette. That's a bad loss. Yeah, that's, um, a bad loss. that's a very bad loss in the sense of because Marquette is not the Marquette team that we normally see every year, year and out, year in and year out. So yeah, I Jameson think, Crowder ain't walking through them doors. <laughs> so I think, you know, they have a biggest jump to make. Um, I do have UNC down as my, one of my teams. But, Pat, what are you thinking? Um, I actually, unbiased, just – Viewing it, Syracuse, you know, you, yep. Yep. like I said before on previous shows, they are young. They are freshman driven, yep. but they are putting it together. Got four wins in a row. They beat Notre Dame on the road when they needed that win because they're looking like trash. And now they're kind of got the offense rolling. Mince is coming into big shoes every game and just looking more and more the part of the star point guard that he's supposed to be. I mean, he had 24 points in the last game. It's mm-hmm. not stiff competition against Monmouth, but that's what you like to see out of a guy coming in like that. But it gets you. But the thing I kept saying about Syracuse, and no, Mike, we're not going to make this a Syracuse podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, this, we'll this, this is we'll, not Syracuse. This is not. This is not like, This, is, this is all based on it, the game. I mean, I watch the game in and out. Uh, you know, no matter where I'm at, I'm watching the game. So, yeah, watching this team, they have so much potential. And Pat and I talk about it all. All game long, we'll be texting each other. They have so much potential, and they can sneak away with some good wins. Yeah. They could be a threat, as Bayheim's teams has been in the NCAA tournament down the road. Now, there's one team, and Daniel Blakely commented saying Michigan State as one of them after they coming up. It. Yeah, but let's 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 make it let's make it known, uh, Daniel and everyone, that Michigan State had a very tough. Non-conference. They had to play Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova, Alabama, Oregon, Portland, who's an NCAA tournament team, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Penn State. So I don't know about you, but that's a pretty tough. And they're seven and four, man. And and Northwestern, don't don't overlook them. They're seven and two. Penn State is seven and three. You know, Portland's a tournament team. Kentucky's a tournament team. There were four teams at the time. So I don't think they need to make the biggest jump. I just think they had a really tough non-conference schedule. Well, it's how so, Tom Izzo scheduled it. So, and it's great because yeah. I mean, it, it gives that parity in basketball. Jamie, yeah. what are you thinking about you know teams that need to make the biggest jump in in, in conference play? Um, I mean, look at looking at the SEC, it, and and they haven't really proved. To be a, a tournament-worthy team for a while, the Gators, who are supposed to have reloaded, yep. have to prove in conference play that they can really get it done. But the SEC has just gotten so much more competitive. You have Bama beating Houston the other night on the road. You have a Tennessee. That team was a that great. Was, that was a great game. <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee is like a ginormous. Tennessee is so big; it's crazy how big Tennessee is as a team and athletic with shooters and with returning players who prove yeah. their worth. Auburn's still extremely competitive. Yep. So, you know, even Kentucky is going to have – I mean, Kentucky hasn't won the SEC outright. The 2020 doesn't count. 
because of no tournament format. But they haven't won the SEC outright since Malik Monk and Darren Fox were there in 2017. So for Kentucky fans, that's an eternity to not win the SEC. It's over five years now. So, you know, a lot of people are saying Calipari should be out if he doesn't win with this roster. I disagree with that. I think he's the best coach for our, for our team. But the Gators need to do some magic this year and kind of prove that they, they can compete again in their own conference to make sure that they don't um, aren't on the bubble once again to try and get into the SEC tournament. Well, the NCAA tournament. So do you think – do you guys think that this is going to be the toughest year to put teams in? Because looking at the looking at the college basketball standings, looking at all the teams that play each other, even teams like – and I know people make fun of it, but teams like Colgate who shoot an average of 19 threes a game and shoot almost 50% from three, you know, they're going to they're gonna make a deep run in, in their league in the sense. But do you feel that it's going to be the hardest year for – the committee to put together who's going to go in the tournament because of all the parity in college basketball? Yeah. I think this year they're going to have the most amount of viable candidates to get uh, at-large bids that they've had in a long time. Because there's a lot of teams that have already in non-conference play put together, as as pointed out, amongst the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC – even the Pac-12, like, and even some of the non-Power 5 conferences have mm-hmm. put together good strength of schedule wins and good resumes to get into the tournament as right. long as they perform in conference play. So, yeah, yeah I think I think it's going to be interesting that you're – I think we're going to get a, at least a handful of, like, teams you don't normally see in the tournament making the tournament because they've gotten to that point. I agree with Dave Billis in the, in the sense that he said um, – don't be shocked in, in a couple of years when, you know, a 10-loss team is a good team right. in, in college basketball. Don't be, don't be shocked because there's going to be – you're going to see a lot more of them. Expect teams that are five losses and below, very rare. Very seldom there's going to be that. Mikey, weren't you guys a 10-loss team last year? I think so, yeah. I think well, we were. That was yeah. And then just, but they started playing their best ball in the tournament. They made, yeah. they made their way into the tournament and then just played their best games. Yes. Which is where everything counts. And I right. keep telling that to everyone. That is where it counts. Like, like, and I said this to Mike and he got a little upset when I said it, but I said, North Carolina was not a good team last year. They were a good team at the right time. They, yeah. they went to a championship. They were a good team at the right time, but you and I they both weren't a good regular started. season team. Though they weren't, they weren't a good regular. Season. We almost beat them. That's, that's very every time they make it to the tournament. Exactly, <laughs> we're being real. We're not a good regular. They suck all year. <laughs> yeah, except 2003 when we were the number four or five seed. That was the only time we were really favored. There's three seed yeah. in a lot of games. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I say that all the time. You don't have to be the best team in the country to get it to the helps. tournament. Man, it does, but it does. But as long as you play your best basketball in March and during your conference play, I think that's like I think mid January or mid February to the end of the season is when you have. If you're like at a five hundred, you need to start making it better. Jamie, what do you think? Oh, okay. I mean, oh, I'm go Pat. Pat, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, my my note on it is it makes sense what you're saying with the ten loss teams making this tournament is because you're getting more transfers and the gelling of the team has to come as the season progresses. So it makes sense that end of February, March is where you're going to see the best ball 
out of these teams who are just mm-hmm. meshing together at the right time making a tournament. You're right. You got, you got a good point there. And Kentucky has to get the monkey off their back. Second worst loss in tournament history other than the Virginia being the one losing to the 16. So there's a big monkey on their back. And I know the players might feel a little bit tight going into that first round game, depending on who they match up. And I guarantee you the committee is going to give them somebody who they think can test them probably as a three or four scene. Their butthole is going to be clenched. Tight. Tight. St. Peter be damned. <laughs> why do you watch it? Watch it be St. Pe- watch it be Bryant and you get you get to face Doug again. Oh, <laughs> and Bryant's a good team. Like they got yeah. a good solid squad. They're That's they're when you they need little- meant to just slap them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so really, I mean, if they really want to mess with us in Seton Hall as a down year and we end up getting like a five seed, they'll do Kentucky five, Seton Hall twelve. Ooh, Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the highlight package right before that game. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Not interested. <laughs> but I think I think it's the best. I think it's going to be a fun year in college basketball. I watched that that Houston Alabama game, and I was literally just talking Great to my dad. Game. I was like, I, before the game, I was like, watch out for Houston. They're going to be a dangerous team. And he calls me after. He goes, "Some dangerous team. They just lost to Alabama." I'm like, Alabama's a good team, Dad. He goes, "Alabama's good, man." They are good Alabama's team. ranked ahead of their football. Of course. <laughs> they got a great hybrid hybrid forward. They can shoot just like six ten. If you have a guy like that, yeah, I mean, how's Jabari Smith last year? So, it's but I think that's I think that's what the transfer portal has done and opened up a lot of doors for a lot of schools, especially small time schools like Portland's getting a lot of lot of fame out there. You know, Gonzaga's going to have to fight their way out of that. Out of that like conference. Portland, huh? I do, like I, I, I do like Portland. I do like Portland. I do like that a lot. I'm I'm noticing. <laughs> I I just like their team. They're ma- I like the coach. I like the makeup of the team. I don't know the coach's name, so don't ask me. But... <laughs> you don't even know the team's nickname, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the uh, John Sawyer. Uh, actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky team that is good to have them back on the map when they're playing good basketball is going to be Indiana University. Correct. Yes. Uh, they, yeah. they, they will make a lot of teams sweat this year in the tournament. I'll, I'll do one yeah. better. St. John's. I know. St. John's. Yes. Yes. I, I was about to say that. St. John's having them back in competitive play. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird not seeing Villanova at the top of the Big East. I know. I'm yeah. not going to lie. UConn basketball is back, though. You know what? UConn. Team yeah. yeah. You know what team I'm keeping my eye on always? St. Mary's. St. Mary's. St. Mary's, okay. because they always seem to be the team that yeah. constantly tests Gonzaga. Yep. Mm-hmm. No matter how good Gonzaga is. Yeah. Not this year, it's Portland. <laughs> both. There can be both. <laughs> I love, he loves Portland. I, this is bizarre, man. That's it. That's we got to be the only podcast talking about Portland Pilots. It's Pilots. Yeah, we got to make sure that we're talking about That's it. I'm literally looking it up right now. <laughs> that's the 2023 guys trip, guys. We're going yeah. to Portland. I mean, that's I'm fine. In. I'm in. Fuck it. But you're an Oregon fan, so, I mean, it doesn't make it. I mean, whatever. Yeah, Portland, But – there's, there's been some – moving on to basketball as we look at NBA We're here. We're talking about basketball. We're moving on to the NBA. <laughs> Guy. <was> weird. <laughs> I know. I hate segways. 
NBA. We're just gonna make a <laughs> make an abrupt segue. Um, <laughs> All right, NBA. So, go. <laughs> <laughs> go. We, have gra- we have to get a little graphics like press your luck with a little whammies come across. So yeah, little- yeah. No, no, it's, no just me, like, no it's, it's, it's just like the countdown. It goes. I just randomly hit it. It just goes three. Two. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> NBA. <laughs> That's yeah, how much like, far like, this show is. <laughs> you know, like, actually. Point, bro. Uh, let me talk about Portland basketball, too. Let's <laughs> 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 so talk though. about LeBron, but the Portland Pilots, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they fly the best planes, I'm sure. <laughs> but this is a topic that uh, Jamie brought up. Are the Pelicans for real? Because – they went and dominated the Suns after the Suns eliminated them. And then there was a play at the end of the game, which is kind of out of character of Zion to pretty much dunk the ball and score yeah. when Run they were up on. by 20. Run it um, I don't I disagree it. with I don't disagree with that. Why? Because I feel like the Suns have been trying to play big brother, it seems like, to the Pelicans. Like that cheap shot that Chris Paul is, always do. You know, he does that little elbow to, uh, was it Joe Alvarado? Um, And it's just, you know, like I feel like they they didn't, like, respect the Pelicans. And I don't think anybody did. But the Pelicans are leading the West (laughs) after trading all their – after the Lakers trading all their assets pretty much to the Pelicans. (laughs) And now the Lakers – I love it. (laughs) So um, what are your guys' thoughts on the Pelicans this year and just the NBA as a landscape? I mean, Steph Curry's out. Uh, six weeks, I think, now. With that shoulder injury last night. Yep. No bueno for the Warriors. So, what do you guys think? Pat, let me throw it over to you, because you're a big Celtics guy. Uh, which question do you want me to answer first? You ask a lot. <laughs> About the Portland Pilots. The, okay. <laughs> Perennial college basketball team. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, first of all, first of all, the Pelicans are for real, man. They, man. Got, they got young guys Zion's finally healthy. I love CJ McCollum. He's that veteran presence who just eases everyone down. Uh, I, yeah, I, you, you can see it last year in the playoffs. They played right toe to toe with the Suns. You could see that. And it was building momentum into this year. It always happens like that. Um, yeah, I think they could definitely take the West. Uh, what other questions did you ask? <laughs> no, just NBA as a landscape. I mean, with oh, it's the having... Celtics to lose. Celtics to lose. I'm, I'm going to throw my uh, my little Celtics pride out here. Is theirs to lose? They look so complete, so dominant. Fuck the Lakers. Beat them in <laughs> overtime. <laughs> that was a great game. It was a great game, and Tatum is every year. I'm just exactly. impressed with him and Brown possessed. And it, you guys remember last year, people were chanting, clamoring for them to blow that young core up. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy they didn't. Well, they're they were close. around it. They were they're close. They were very close. But, very you know, close. like I said, you just got to build up, man. You got to mesh, build up, and keep playing the games you got to play ahead of you. Well, it's like I was telling uh, – just, just to cut in there just a little bit about the West. Like, looking at the West, you know – I was talking to Mike the other day. I was like, "The Minnesota as the 11th seed still has a chance to pretty much win the West. They're at five and a half. They're only five and a half games out. The team yeah. in tenth, the Warriors, are only five games out now. It was Dude, four. It, it's not even Christmas, so yeah, this could all they, change. <laughs> this could all change. This could flip flop. But I mean, 
that's how competitive the West is right now. And then the East is kind of wide open, but it's kind of close between one through six is right there. And like, look at Mike's New York Knickerbockers sitting at sixth place. <laughs> Loosely, Mike's New York Knicks. You, you like the Knicks? <laughs> I I've always said the NBA is the only only league that I really don't have a concrete team with. But we I need to make one up on it right now. We need <laughs> we you, need you to pick one right now. Well, no, and I, that's the Pelicans. I, take that's them. what I've always. <laughs> no, I don't want the Pelicans. Um, I've always said though, if I had to pick one, like put a gun to my head and make me choose, it would probably be the Knicks, just because it goes with. It goes with like the other teams I like. Although Sorry. my favorite player in the league is Steph Curry, so maybe with I'd that, be a Warriors fan. With that pop boy. Oh no, you don't want that. Then you'd be a bandwagon. We don't want that. Well, people so, already claim I'm a bandwagon because I'm a Yankees fan. So. Well, there you go. Go be a Charlotte. You got you got two teams. Charlotte to not be Hornets. A Charlotte Hornets, Detroit Pistons, San Antonio, oh. or Houston Rockets. Which one? No, Mike. Mike, what I need you to do tonight <laughs> is go buy a, a Mecca Okafor Charlotte Bobcats jersey, oh, wow. bright orange. Let's go. That's your team. The Bobcats. Oh, oh, Mecca no, no. How about this? How about this? We let we let Mike sit on it for a few weeks, and then he picks his favorite NBA team on the show. Okay. On the first first show of the new year. And first, first show of the new year. On the first yeah, show no. of the new year, I, I will do like my research the... and I will pick a team. I kind well, of like you, the, you got, and that's your team for and you got to ride with them. Well, okay, that's your team for life. If you want to call Mulligan, you could just wait till the Seattle Supersonics come back, and you and I could just go <laughs> back on that. True, battle. that's true. I got you know the hat for you. Fine, <laughs> or I will, Vegas, or Vegas. I, I will at minimum pick in the first show of the new year. At minimum, I will pick a placeholder team until the Supersonics come back. Not a boy. Can we all just Sean throw Kemp. a team out there, and he has to pick one of them? <laughs> You can give me suggestions. Yes. Miami, not what we've been doing, but not the You're Celtics. Co- oh, no, and just the Celtics. It won't be the Celtics. Just so everyone knows, Mikey is coming down to Miami here for the new year. So and I am. So perhaps we will have intense research sessions. That's like, okay. Cool. I'll tell you what, though. Nobody, I think there's two teams that love the fact that nobody's talking about them right now. One's the Denver Nuggets, who yes. went healthy, could beat anybody in a series. The other is the Brooklyn Nets. Who's kind of who've got their stuff together since all the debacle? But the team that can be the most fun to watch, apart from the Pelicans and the Grizzlies that look like they're pitting it in the West, is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. I was about to say, yeah, Yeah. hopefully, man. That whole team is looking great. They're sitting in third. I don't see them budging out of a top four position in the East, which means they'll contend and have a home series at least to start the playoffs. They could be a pretty. I mean, if, if they play Boston in the in the second round, Pat, that could be a really intriguing match. That's it's gonna be a tough, tough series, especially yeah. getting Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I think that was great for Cleveland. Yeah. They rebuilt the organization after LeBron left because it seems like anytime LeBron goes to an organization, he blows it up, and then Thank like you. when he when he leaves it, it's in oh, shambles. You said it right there, man. You said so, it right there. Not saying he's not a great player, he is, but he he's just, just a terrible GM. You're right. Yes. Yes. And, and, <laughs> And he shouldn't be the GM, right? He shouldn't be a good GM because it's not his job. But but um, I think Cleveland has recovered very well. I think they have done uh, everything they can to kind of bounce back and get the get the team back to serious play, which they are. I I, I think they stay at the number three shot, the splot splot <laughs> splash. <laughs> Those Coronas hitting a lot different nowadays. <laughs> 
Thirty percent alcohol. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, mom, what are you buying? <laughs> red, red wine. Mom, why'd you throw the limes out? <laughs> they absorb it. <laughs> so no, I think they remain in the three spot all year, and. You know, a team like the Denver Nuggets, I'm saying it right now, I think the Denver Nuggets win the Western Conference no, going into the playoffs. That. I'm saying it right now. You stop. I agree right with now. Daniel Blakely. He says Jokic has his partner back, and I agree with that. I don't think Jamal Murray is 100%, but I think by the end of the season he will be. And I think that is a critical because they were playing like the best team before he got hurt in the playoffs. The year he got, and with him and Michael Porter Jr. being hurt, it made two role players step up that can be starters. So they are so deep. Yes, really yeah, deep. So it could be the Grizzlies, though. I was thinking the potentially the Grizzlies. Yeah, the Vancouver Grizzlies. They did a stat comparison between John and Zion this year, and and boy, are they happy that they took those guys one and two that year in the draft. They are living <laughs> up to the hype, man. My God. Mm-hmm. But boys, I think it's time. Is it four? Oh, Start wait. the oh. squad. <laughs> I gotta do slow mo today, guys. I'm, I'm a lift, little tennis. <laughs> Hope your doctors aren't watching. Stop moving like that. No. Take it easy. <laughs> as, as enthusiastic as I can say this right now, we have reached stump the squad, everybody. This is where we get to stump each other and pretend we know everything. I actually have so many tabs open right now to cheat tonight, so I win. But we pretend <laughs> like we're not cheating, anyways. So we're going to ask each other a bunch of questions there. Each person risks two points. person with the most points in the end gets the rant of the night. And we are trying to steal it back from Mikey, who snuck it away from me last week. So let's take it away this week. Let's go with Pat in the hat and see what question he has in the back tonight. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> All right, hey. sticking with the NBA. 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 Um, I got to look over the sign. question is, what is Portland's nickname? Pilots. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, real question, real question. Oh, what team? It. What team had the biggest blowout in NBA history? What team had the biggest blowout victory blowout. in NBA history? Was it A, Mike's Vancouver Grizzlies, B, <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, C, Indiana Pacers, or D, LA Lakers? The regular so season or one. playoffs? Just in so, NBA history. So let me just are you saying who got blown out or who no, who, blew out? who had the who, biggest blowout win? victory? Victory. Who won? Who won who in did that the game? blowing out? Gotcha. Who Please. blew the other team? Oh, oh we Ouch. got PG. We got PG quick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian. Vancouver. Lakers. Oh, Van, not Vancouver, just, just the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah, the Grizzlies, yeah. Lakers, <laughs> Cavaliers, or Pacers? Pacers. Cavaliers. Pacers. I got a weird feeling it's the Pacers. I don't like Mike's weird feelings. <laughs> Nobody does. I'm going to have to say well, I'm single. that I, I do recall in the Shaq Kobe days. <laughs> <laughs> JD can't laugh. <laughs> 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 it hurts to laugh. 
<laughs> He's trying so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jamie, I'm sorry. You snuck that in, man. <laughs> that was great. Okay. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, like when Dallas was horrible and the Lakers were good, the Lakers could have blown Dallas out by like sixty something points. So I'll go with the Lakers. Okay. All right. So we got we got Jamie with the Lakers, uh, John with the Cavaliers, yeah, and Mike with a therapy session. Please yep. tell me it's the uh, <laughs> Um, I have successfully stumped the entire squad. Nice. Really? Yes. The Vancouver was, Grizzlies or the Memphis Grizzlies? It was the Memphis Grizzlies. They beat the Thunder 152 Thunder. to 73. That was last year. Yep. I remember that game. That was Damn. the biggest one. Biggest blowout in history. I was Damn. thinking like what the, was the score Pacers. Uh, the score, one, yeah, 152-73. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Wow, Portland. And that's why I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, you can't do that. I got dizzy. I can't let that. I'm getting old. What is happening? All right, Mike, take it away. Melissa says that was funny. Thank you. I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Mike, is it my turn? Yeah, Mike, go. Riley's okay. staring at me weird. Okay. I promise I, Jamie, I promise I won't, like, do a gut buster this time. Thank you. My so, go, actually sticking with basketball, <laughs> sticking with basketball, but going to college basketball. Okay. I just need you guys to tell me one simple thing. What's in up? 1796, Jesus in the first Christ. season, no. Um... <laughs> When was the last time a non-Power 5 team won the national championship? Wow. A, 1963. B, 1977. C, 1981. Or D, 1990. But is Villanova, is the Big East considered a Power 5? It's Power 6 in basketball, I believe. But he said Power 5. That's why I was saying, like... That question, uh, I was just wondering because Villanova just recently won it. Like, are they is Big East considered? I mean, and it's not going to matter for your question. I'm just wondering in general. But what was the years again? Can you say it again for me? Yeah. 63, 77, 81, or 90. So I suppose in this case, before Villanova. I considered Villanova essentially a Power Five school in this case. So. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just think about the Big East in general. Yeah, but, uh, no, uh, no, I see where you come from. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I was say gonna, I was gonna go ninety there. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go ninety. It's not eighty-one because that was Magic playing against Bird, right? So Indiana State could have been the school, but they lost seventy-seven as UCLA. That's what I was thinking. Nineteen ninety was UNLV, so it's nineteen ninety. Damn it. Yeah, y'all got it. Oh, Mike. UNLV in 1990. And Pat is leading the way at two points. Nice job, Pat. (laughs) Second question. There's time to lose. Um, (laughs) There's time to lose, boys. Well, I love stumping Yankees fans, so I'm going to ask you guys a Yankees question. Derek Jeter. 
since you guys got your potential, <laughs> since you guys got your potential fifth arm, barring that he stays healthy for the year, uh-huh. that signed for 168 million buckaroos. Mm-hmm. What number have the Yankees now reached in terms of signing players for 100 million plus contracts? Was it the eighth player, eleventh player, twelfth player, or fourteenth player that you've signed for over 100 million? Eight. That's a good question. Ten, eleventh, or fourteenth player that you signed for over 100 million dollars? Ever or ever. Well, I know back in the like fifties and sixties, they weren't giving out hundred million dollar contracts. So, <laughs> so uh, we, I'm gonna throw it out there right now. Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna say eight too. Is this that they've signed or that they've had on the roster? That that they've okay. So if they've had them on the roster, I think you've only renewed two contracts, right? That have been that have gone. No, but they've uh, there's one I'm thinking of in particular they acquired. And are paying stand. So yes. stand and Dallas. Signed. 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 Okay. Eight. What are the numbers again? Eight, ten, eleven, fourteen. Mike. Ten. Don't do it. Gentlemen, I have successfully stumped the Yankee squad tonight. It is oh, wow. this would be the 11th signing for 100 mil plus by your New York 11. Yankees. 11. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I just saw that and I forgot the number. <laughs> yeah, I was, think was on the stat line today. I, I can't win. I know I and, can't win. And Mikey can't win this week, so it's up to us three. Wait, I, no, I, I can tie. I can't tie. win. You could tie, but you're not going to. So stop. Okay. It. Oh, shit. You're right. eliminated. You're eliminated. Because I have a yeah, question from 1400s. Actually, I do. <laughs> it's an easy one. How many teams are were in the inaugural 1922 NFL season? Oh, damn it! I thought he was going to say World Cup. I saw that earlier. Was it 20? 15? 18 or 19? Do it again. How many teams are in the inaugural 1922 no, NFL season? Yeah. 20, 15, 18, 19. Mm, 18. Mm. <laughs> I'm just meditating first. Damn it. <laughs> You figure they would need to have even numbers, but for some reason, I don't know if they had an AFL, an NFL mix. So, and you figure it's not that many teams. I'm going to go with 15. Mikey, I'm thinking. I'm thinking 15 as well. Mikey, and I have successfully stumped. Mike and Jamie, which oh, means Pat is week 37 champion. We back. We back. <laughs> we back. We back. Nice one, Pat. So Mike is. Yeah, I do it for my fans. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Whatever. I understand. Pat has to win every six months. It's okay. 
<laughs> I, mean, I, get, I get my pity pat points. Thank you. <laughs> my pity pat points. <laughs> that's that's going to be a banner next week. Mike, like next week, if you could... <laughs> hey, Mike, for the for the end of the year show, could you put together that graphic, by the way, on the side for uh, see who was winning? Oh, yeah. It, perfect. Go ahead, Pat, with your rant of the week. All right. I, I got a, one pretty near and dear to my heart. John uh, can attest to this, too. Uh, we're getting a new... Bro. Oh, okay. Thank you. That was my rant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I... We're getting a new president for the NCAA. He's coming in 2023, and hopefully he does the right thing and gives Beheim his freaking wins back. It makes no sense that he lost those games because the losses still count, and they still handed losses to the other teams, but they take the wins away from him where he had to win a 1,000 games for a second time. It makes no sense. The NCAA does not make any sense either. That's why they do the things they do. It's an organization. It's an industry who is ruled by nothing else, and they make their own shit up. Yep. I hope this president does the right thing and gives Bayheim his freaking wins back, please. Well, has a good thing. He's a politician, so good luck. Yeah. <laughs> he's from, he's from Elmira, I'm sure there'll be some... Shady dealings in a bathroom stall. Not at all. (laughs) Funny enough, Pat, uh, he's from my hometown. What? Get out of here. He was born in Elmira. So breaking news, Mike is meeting him in his old town. (laughs) Can we we break that? Can we break that, Mike? Breaking news, it's actually me. <laughs> You're Charlie not Baker? Gonna get Bayheim his wins and Bayheim does not get his wins back. Ah, <laughs> oh, you bastard! <laughs> you know why? Because go Tariels. <laughs> the historic rivalry between the Tariels and the Orange <laughs> <laughs> that I've created in my own mind. <laughs> well, I agree, Pat. He should get his wins back. I think it's bull crap, um, and because of any, everything that's going on with Sean Miller and at Arizona, all the sanctions he's yeah. had to deal with. And no wins taken away, which is self-imposed three three games. He's self-imposed suspended. It's something like that. When Bayheim self-imposed a ten game uh, suspension for himself, and still got the wins taken away. So and they still couldn't. They got vacated out of the NCAA tournament too. People forget. So, So, but boys, it's been a great week. Next week is our Christmas holiday episode where we'll be discussing our top five favorite Christmas movies. So stay oh, tuned for that. <laughs> yep. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. We'll check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Riley. Riley. Uh, <laughs> we'll put uh, up the looking forward uh, to seeing you. Looking forward to seeing you in the championships next week, buddy. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. Single squad out. (laughs) Goodbye.